hello, Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast, Ephesians 5.14. Wake, awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. The Lord is awakening the hearts of his people, causing us to go back to that place of first love. As we look at him, as we see him for who he is, we can't help but fall in love. We see what he has done, all that he has done for us. And so the Lord is awakening our hearts to the reality of who Jesus is, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, what Jesus Christ has done for us, the work that he's done in us, our identity in him, and how we could walk that out in this time, in this hour. He's healing our hearts. He's restoring us. He is causing us to rise up. I'm excited about what God's doing in the earth. I see a lot of transition. I see a lot of people saying yes, yielding, surrendering to the Lord. Mm. And his purposes, that is the narrow road, the glorious life that we have in Christ. There is no other way to live. And so I've got a guest on the show, Um, just met him actually a few months ago through a mutual friend. He's got a powerful ministry. I love his heart. And so you want to stay tuned. You want to listen up to this podcast. Um, But in the meantime, if you are new to the show, we have an episode streaming every Monday on charismapodcastnetwork.com. You could also go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play pretty much anywhere podcasts are listened to and you can tune in there audible even and you can tap in for those of you who are listening week after week thank you so much for sharing thank you for liking commenting subscribing doing all of that reviewing this podcast it it helps us get it out to a broader reach so more people can be impacted by the gospel that is being released in this in the show and the holy spirit as he moves and he imparts during the broadcast and so thank you so much for that just found out that the podcast ranks in the, in the three percentile of podcasts globally. And so that, that means a lot. That's a huge, that's a huge deal. And so I appreciate you guys. Thank you. And so, um, I've got a great guy on the show with me today. We're, we're going to be talking about something that I really believe is the Lord is stirring this up and this time and this hour he has been, but he's really highlighting this as I speak to prophetic people about Malachi chapter four, about the spirit of Elijah and about fathering and mothering. I, I run into prophetic people around the world and God's been stirring this up and he's been highlighting this in a big way. And so I've got a, I've got Craig Groshans in the podcast with me today. He's the founder of Streams of Arabah Ministries. He's been committed through local and international missions to bring a message of freedom, hope, transformation to a world that is desperate for Jesus. Um, he's a key speaker and the, and, the, and, the, and the facilitator. He's traveled the country, sharing Christ in public schools, prisons, jails. He's got awesome stories he shared with me over a cup of coffee about all the amazing things he's seen the Lord do in, in different settings, like in jails, prisons, and rehabs. Um, and he has experienced inner healing and deliverance in a big way, and he's he ministers that through his ministry. He desires people to walk in full freedom in Jesus Christ. So they have an intimate relationship with him, and they're able to share him in the world. And so, Craig, Thanks for joining me in the podcast today, man. Yeah, Mike, it's an honor, man. This is awesome. <laughs> I appreciate you coming into the studio too, traveling to me, coming into the studio. It's a blessing. Thank you, brother. <laughs> yeah. And so I shared a little bit about your ministry. You yep. know, we met over a cup of coffee a few months ago through a mutual friend, mm-hmm. and I'm so glad we did. You know, you shared your heart, and I love seeing you know a man that's able to tear up because the Lord has his heart Amen. in such a in such a powerful degree. You know, that's just. Anyway, you were just as you share your testimony, you would just I could tell it moves you and you live it. Amen. Thank and that's you, man. really, really important to me. And so uh, to meet people and to walk with people like that. But, um, you know, you share with me a little bit of your testimony before we dive into the subject today. Mm. 
Um, I think it's important for people to kind of hear your background a little bit. Sure. And so I know, right. I know you can give a long version, but give yeah. us a snippet of I'll, kind of I'll what God a, took you from. I'll give a snippet. Okay. So here we go. Um, intense trauma and abuse, both emotional, psychological, sexual abuse, um, multiple sexual abuses as a child, terrible physical abuses. I mean, I've, I've, I've been through it, you know, and, and, uh, divorced parents, you know, just split home, just mm-hmm. tug of war on the heart of a child between father and mother, you know, just mm-hmm. a lot of nasty stuff. Um, witchcraft, my mother's bloodline, mm-hmm. uh, my mother's a seer, yeah. so, you know, she sees with the natural eye, very gifted, but wooed by the demonic into the occult. Yeah. And that's been there for a long time through her mother's bloodline. And so, mm-hmm. you know, as a kid, I was very open to the supernatural. I yeah. would see things manifest in the house. Mm-hmm. You know, my mother would manifest demons. Yeah. You know, and, and, and uh, today, thank God, you know, she knows the Lord and she's repented of a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But just a lot of wounding. You know, yeah. a lot of pain. And then I took that pain and I medicated it with drugs and the street life on the streets of Manhattan mm. in the club scene. Uh, yeah. Four years in prison. Uh, mm. This is the snippet. Four years in prison uh, <laughs> for a bank robbery, arm robbery of a restaurant. Mm. I mean, just like mm. deepest, darkest pit. Mm-hmm. And I didn't meet Jesus in prison, but I was locked in a cell for about two years, 18 hours a day. You know, a cell where you could basically, yeah. you know, you could, you could go like this and you could touch both walls, you know, and, and I mean, it was one of the greatest things that God ever gave me mm. was the time to like, just really think about things. Mm-hmm. And it was in that space that I was, I was just cracked open, man. But like just the evil that I'd been a part of, and the people yeah. I had hurt and sold death to. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't meet Jesus in that moment. But I had a moment of true repentance. And yeah. I know that's the moment where like Jesus like stepped in, man, and started to walk with me. Mm-hmm. There's another couple of years beyond that. Yeah. Um, that I actually met him mm-hmm. in power. Mm-hmm. Right. I had a full audible, visual, open encounter with God. Yeah. As an unbeliever. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's a whole nother story. Yeah. But all on the basis of my grandmother's prayers. Mm. All right. My my grandmother was a Bible reading Catholic. Love the Lord. And she prayed for me. And God told me that he saved every single one of her prayers up in a bowl. Mm. And when the time was right, he poured them all out. Come on. And that was 10 years after she was already gone off the face of this earth. So I just wow. want to encourage praying grandmas and praying mamas. Like, don't stop, man. Yeah. You know, and don't judge by what your eyes see, what your ears hear. Yeah. Okay. Like, you just, you just set the focus of your eyes where, mm. where it matters. Yeah. And my grandmama did that for me, man. And I'm telling you, everything that the Lord leads me and everything I do for his kingdom is a gemstone in the crown that she's going to throw at the feet of Jesus. Yes. And maybe that's a lead into some of the stuff we'll talk about, you know, because mm-hmm. I want to talk about the crown and what that looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, in Proverbs, it says the crown of the old man. Okay. Children of children mm-hmm. is the crown of the old man. Mm-hmm. Generations. Yeah. And my grandmother is, is, uh, She's seated in the heavenly place with Jesus right now, <laughs> experiencing some some of yeah. what she what she poured her life out on. Right, hundred oh, percent. But uh, so that's I love it. that man. I love that because you know, just in general, I spoke to a man of God who's a powerful prophet, and he's got kids that are teenagers right now, and he told me about the depression and the and how they were struggling and how he was contending for them and believing for them, and 
you know, my mother wrote a book actually because my mother got saved in her early 20s and she actually was in the podcast a, a couple years ago, but she got saved in her early 20s. My dad didn't get saved till like 20, 30 years later. Mm-hmm. And so she prayed and she stood in behalf of her husband and, you know, her kids and she sanctified us all, you know, and she she brought us before the throne room every single day declaring God's word over our lives that they, my family will serve the Lord. They love what he loves. They hate what he hates. And she stood in the gap. My grandmother was wow. actually... A uh, very devout Catholic, but a lover of Jesus Christ as well. And so, anyways, um, I just know. And then my dad got saved radically when I was fourteen, and they would link arms together over my life because I was in rebellion. I was trapped in darkness. And so, just the power of a praying grandmother, praying parents, people that are there for you, loving you through it. People that, hey, listen, you know, as parents, you got to discipline. As parents, you have to direct, but at the same time, love with the love of Christ. Pray, speak the word of God into into your children. And so, anyway, you're you're the fruit of that. I'm the fruit of that. Man. And so, that's that's awesome. That's it, man. And mm-hmm. uh, it was a long road into healing and freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I had so many demons on me, mm-hmm. you know. And and uh, I mean, when Jesus came in power, I always tell people, man, you you could have heard the chains hit the ground. Yeah. That's how many broke off me. But there was a lot to still do. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of my story is uh, I always tell people in the ministry that I have now, mm-hmm. we help people come into that freedom. I tell them I'm, I'm not only the president, I'm also a client. Yeah. Right. And, and so I've experienced all that. I mean, deep fractures in the soul, like programmed with different demonic entities, mm-hmm. like things that were, had authority over what I think, what I do, how I feel. I'm talking about like. Man, I feel like I've lived about five lives, mm-hmm. okay, with the amount of stuff that I've walked through. Yeah. And today, I mean, I'm a testament of, of the goodness of God, mm-hmm. right? I have a healthy marriage when I've yeah. never even seen what that looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I endeavor to be the, the best father I can be, uh, even though all the father figures I had were incredibly traumatic for me as a child. Mm-hmm. Me and my dad are awesome now. My dad got saved after me. Mm-hmm. And we have a beautiful relationship, but he just was not there when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, so you got the whole story, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and so, you know, I, that's why I appreciate going into the places like the rehabs and the prisons, and like talking to these kids and because I have a heart for that mm-hmm. uh, because I've lived it. Mm-hmm. I could look them in the eyes and say, man, I, I know mm-hmm. what you're walking through. You know, it's, it's important to me yeah. um, to do that. So mm-hmm. real brief, Streams of Arabon Ministries, this yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Uh, in Isaiah 35, it talks about the Arabah which is the most desolate place in the desert wasteland yeah. where there is no life. Mm-hmm. But in Isaiah 35, the Lord says, I will bring forth streams in the Arabah. And so that's what we're in the business of, is seeing God bring life out of what appears to be void of it. Yeah. So what, how we do that is we facilitate encounter. And we basically just activate and equip people to see, hear, and experience God the way they were always designed to, mm-hmm. supernaturally. Yes. And the, the result that we're really looking for is to hopefully help them develop what I call the relational language so that they can, they can be in intimacy with Jesus. See, we don't want people coming in, sitting on the couch, and we do the Jesus stuff to them, right? Mm-hmm. We want to, to be shield bearers to them in their journey as they travel into the heart of God and they gain their own intimate experience. And now they can walk that out mm-hmm. permanently yes. as a lifestyle. <laughs> right? And then rivers of living water can flow out of their belly. That's right. <laughs> so that, that's the idea. And that's amazing because there's a lot of ministries that 
make people dependent on them and their ministry and what their ministry offers. Instead, we need to be pointing people to Jesus. <laughs> so they become intimate with him. So they rely upon, cling to, trust in Jesus with all of their heart. And they receive the comfort they need, the correction they need, the love they need, the peace they need, Amen. the counsel they need straight from him. And we get to facilitate that. We get to push people in that direction. And we have the honor of co-laboring with the Lord as right. an apostle, a prophet, a teacher, an evangelist, whatever gifting we may have in that sense, but pointing people to Jesus. And I love that you do that because one encounter with Jesus changes everything. Our shame breaks off, you know, every lie, just one truth shatters the power of a thousand lies. Just the lies that we are bound to, the demonic lies that the enemy tries to implant into our hearts and minds to hold us back from stepping into fullness. And so I love your passion to see people step into fullness because it's one thing to be born again. I have the spirit of God. I got a one-way ticket to heaven. You know, I'm the Lord's, but are we truly walking in the fullness yeah. of what Jesus has for us? And you guys help facilitate that and help people walk in that. Well, th this is important to me. And, and you know, I, I want to honor everyone that does everything that they do unto the Lord. Mm -hmm. So it's not a criticism of anything anyone does. Sure. You know, I wouldn't have gotten here without learning from those that have come before me. Mm -hmm. And that's what it says in Hebrews 11. It says, all of these are not complete without us, right? And God did it that way on purpose. Yes, he Again, did. generationally. Yes. And then that means that those that come next, they will not be, you know, we will not be complete without them. Yeah. Like that's how it should be, mm -hmm. right? In the lineage of Abraham, in the lineage of God's people, mm -hmm. right? So, so I, you know, I want to honor everyone. But for me, I don't even really consider us an inner healing deliverance ministry. Yeah. Just because I'm, I'm aware of some of the imbalances that I've found in my own heart. Mm -hmm. in those streams, mm -hmm. right? I'm not talking about anybody else. I'm talking about me. Mm -hmm. And for me, in the beginning, it was that the healing became the focus. Yeah. But, but I'm not after healing. I'm after the healer. That's right. And I'm not a demon hunter. I'm a <laughs> Jesus lover. <laughs> That's right. Man. Right? And Come so on. if I keep my eyes on him, then That's guess it. what's going to happen? Healing. Healing's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Deliverance is going to happen because mm -hmm. the Lord's coming to rescue you. Yeah, it. it doesn't matter if you sinned and put yourself in a situation or somebody sinned against you or was your great grandfather. It doesn't matter. He's still coming to get you. Come on. Right? That's, that's what on. this is. Yeah. So, so that's what we're about is about the intimate firsthand experiential knowledge that you can only gain face to face with Jesus. Yeah. So like if you're sitting under a pastor and he's a great teacher and you honor him in that and you're learning from him, praise God. Like you yeah. need that. And if you're doing a Bible study, you're reading a, reading a spiritual book or you're reading a devotional, then praise God, you need that. But all of that is only a door that you will walk through into your own intimate encounter. Mm -hmm. And that's actually the definition of eternal life. He says, Jesus himself says in John 17, 3, he says, eternal life is to know him. Yes. To know him. Genosco, right? And you will never genosco God. <laughs> through another person. That's true. 100%. So, so that's my heartbeat yeah. with what we do is we want to be shield bearers to the person and their journey to enter into that. Mm -hmm. well, let me ask you this, man. Based on your story and what you shared, you said that you encountered the Lord in a radical way. He flushed a lot of stuff out. He broke a lot of chains off, but there was a journey for you. And that's why you have a passion to do what you're doing right now. And so, you know, we read Malachi 4 five and six, where, you know, this is something that we spoke about, um, where it says, you know, the Lord says this, I speak with beautiful children of God and well, hold on. Well, one second. Let me read this out. Sorry. 
He says, behold, I will send Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord, and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. Otherwise, I will come and strike the land with a curse. And so mm. is this is was this a big part of your healing journey? Because you said that there was demonic strongholds in your life. You said there was things that you needed to get healed from. There was you know, it, it was a, it was a process mm-hmm. of healing with the Lord and allowing him to do that. Obviously, a lot of that came with your with your, you know, intimate time with the Lord getting in the word. But did fathers and mothers, cause I know you said that you've seen a lot of bad, fa- you know, like different different things in, in your life. Did, did fathers and mothers really take like a big role in this for you? I think I think they did in a lot of ways. Obviously, I would have never I would have never experienced the freedom that I have now without a man named Ray Sturdivant. Yeah. He's over a ministry called Mining the Truth. Mm-hmm. And he led me into a lot of this and he gave a language to a lot of the things that I was experiencing, Mm -hmm. but I would have never been able to tie them all together if not for him, Mm -hmm. because I was mostly just flying by the seat of my pants in the spirit. And the most important thing for me was I was so wounded was I didn't trust anyone. And God was like, this is the only man that, that you, that I know that this kid, this wounded little boy is going to trust. And so there was that experience with him. Right, mm-hmm. that he he walked me into it, mm-hmm. and it's it's so important to me to be a good father to other people. Yeah, and 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 this is what the spirit of Elijah is really about. And I think that this is why the spirit of Elijah is coming before the great and terrible day of the coming of the Lord is because God is restoring things to its proper order. Why why is it the spirit of Elijah? Right. Well, it's because Elijah is the only one recorded in Scripture has given a double portion of his mantle to his spiritual son. Mm-hmm. Double portion, yeah. right? So I, I used to, you know, God speaks to me through numbers. Yeah. And it, not numerology, people, but, <laughs> you know, through numbers, right? He's yeah. a God of math and science. Yeah. And, and it says the heavens declare his righteousness and all the peoples have seen his glory and he's everywhere and he's in everything and he's communicating mm-hmm. to us in, in, in whatever way our hearts are available to him to communicate. Sure. And so numbers work for me because they're on license plates and everybody's got a birth date and credit (laughs) cards and, you know, it doesn't matter, right? Mm -hmm. So he speaks to me through numbers and I would constantly see 1428, 1428, 1428. I'd be searching the scriptures. Where is it, Lord? What is it? What's the 1428? Never found it until one day somebody sent me a sermon on Father's Day Mm. before I was a father. Yeah. Well, before I was a natural father. At the time, I was a spiritual father to a number of people. Yeah. And I watched the sermon. And the, the pastor starts off and he says, uh, he says, did any of you ever wonder why it's, the, why it's Elijah? I said, yes. You know? yeah. And he said, uh, he said, well, because Elijah gave a double portion, right? And he said, Elijah has 14 recorded miracles. Elisha, double. 28. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> there it is, Lord, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Unfortunately, you see Elisha doesn't actually carry that on. And, and that would be something, I, I don't think I want to get into that fully, but you'll sure. see if you follow their story, uh, Elisha first says to Elijah, he says, my father, my father, the horses and chariots of Israel. And what he's saying is he's saying, without you, like, you know, God and intimacy and you, and this power flows through you, call down fire from heaven, you know, consume the 50 twice, consume the altar, mm-hmm. 400, four, 400 Baal, servants of Baal were defeated mm-hmm. through you. You ran faster than Ahab's chariot, like the horses and chariots of Israel, like the, the power of men is nothing compared to you. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do without you? Yeah. He says, well, what do you want, Elisha? He says, I want a double portion. 
I want to carry on the good work that you started because I know that you're not complete without me. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. Elijah got it. And here's the thing. Elijah leaves before his time. He doesn't pass his mantle on when he's dead. He, he gives it to him on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, right? Yeah. Well, later on, if you follow the story of Elisha, he gets his heart hurt by a spiritual son, Gehazi, who sins against him. And you can see his heart turns bitter. And then there's this scene, not going to remember the king's name, but there's a scene with this king. Everybody knows the story, you know, he's shooting the arrows out the window. Yep, yep. And this is what he says to Elisha. He says, my father, my father, the horses and chariots of Israel. And he was coming to him as a son. And Elisha, because his heart is bitter and he's hurt, he's like, he tells him, well, shoot your arrows out the window. Shoots him out the window. King stops at three and he says, now because of this, now because you've done this, you won't defeat your enemies. And it says Elisha died. And here's the thing. He took his mantle to the grave. How do I know that? Well, because the dead man was thrown into his grave and came back to life. And at first you would think that's a beautiful thing. You'd be like, no, that's an atrocity. It wasn't passed on. And I feel like they, he missed it. Wow. And there was this chain. There was like God was doing something generationally. And there was a moment that was missed. Yeah. Because why? Because our hearts were, because there was something in his heart that wasn't dealt with. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And so here's the thing is that God does things generationally. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's right. Right? Yeah. Three generations. And then Joseph is the one that completes their, their migration, their nuclear migration. Right? Um, Pastor Bill, right, Johnson, this is what yeah. he talks about. He talks about the monarch butterfly that in three generations travels just one segment of the journey of their migration. So in three generations, they travel from point A to point B. Yeah. And this is really crazy to think about real quick, Mike. Yeah. If I if you can hit sure. this. Yeah, just do it. So think about a caterpillar that has to be transformed into a butterfly. Yeah. Right? Uh, they have to climb a tree, eat enough leaves to get up, get to the top. They got to be able to spin the cocoon, yes. right? They build a cocoon, six days worth of work. On the seventh day, they had to climb in the cocoon and rest in the embrace of God. And God has to do in them what the caterpillar can never do for themselves. And when they come out the other side, they come out a new creation. So that has to happen three times <laughs> in just the journey from point A to point B. That's wild. Talk about passing the baton, Yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. And then in one generation, they fly all the way back, and then they do it all over again, man. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and then Joseph completes it. And I feel like what's been happening in the church, man, is that we've been missing it because the enemy will make it about us. Right. And he'll get us, he'll get you looking at you. But you're supposed to be looking at each one as more important than yourself, Right. And that's why when we met in that day in the coffee house, I was weeping because I like weep over these young guys. And I'm like, I feel honored that God has given me a chance to lay my life down for them to step into who they are. And I, I think that that's what's been happening for a long time is that the enemy's done a really good job of breaking the links in, the, in those migrations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe that, man. You know, the enemy... <clears throat> the focus is so much 
And sometimes best intentions, you know, we start off with really good intentions and we start off serving the Lord with everything, pointing people to Jesus. And then over time, if we're not careful, it becomes more about building our platform, building our name, building our church. You know, it's, you know, and then, and I, I thank God that I'm seeing it start to transform and change. And then people are catching this revelation. They're gaining this understanding that it's all about Jesus. It's all about making his name famous. It's all about building his kingdom. My heart is his. I'm in love with him. I'm not in love with the benefits. I'm not in love with the results. I'm not in love with how God uses me. I'm not in love with my ministry. I'm in love with Jesus. And I want to make his name famous. And I know that my little life can't do it all. And I need people. We need each other to go further than we could ever go on our own, in our own strength. And one day I'm going to pass on to glory. And is there going to be a ministry that fizzles? Mm. You know, I love seeing the life of Reinhard Bonnke and how he laid down his life for the gospel and the kingdom of God. And, you know, he didn't pass on that many years ago, but he preached to millions upon millions and he had such a powerful ministry and he passed a baton to Daniel Kalinda. And you just see that he was so intentional in the last decade or two of his life to raise up someone who was going to step into his shoes Mm -hmm. and have a team around him. And I think that is so beautiful. And I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for a spiritual mother at Christ for the Nations, Mm -hmm. Sharon Hobbs, who invested life. Uh, her life into me, encouraged my anointing, encouraged my gifting, gave me opportunity. I wouldn't be anywhere without my pastor, David Titamola, who believed in me and supported me on the mission field and laid his hands on me and mm. spoken to my life. I wouldn't be anywhere if it wasn't for uh, a Brian Simmons, who's been so encouraging and coming alongside someone I could look to and his example. And so anyways, that that being said, this is vital and I'm I'm encouraged mm. that I feel like God, this, this revelation is becoming more apparent. It's becoming more evident and people are realizing this, that it's not about the one man show, not about the ministry and about this person's name, this person. It's about, hey, listen, ministries linking arms together. I'm even seeing ministries link arms together more than ever before. It's not like this is my church in the corner. This is your church in the corner and we're competing against each other. It's no, we're doing gatherings together. We're linking arms. How could I bless you? How could you? And yeah. so I'm, I'm seeing it, man. And this is, and this isn't, and, and there's, and there's work to be done still. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's work to be done still, but. Well, there's a bit, there's a major part to this. This is that's super important, and I think that we're in the transition. Yeah. But but the spirit that I, I believe the spirit of Elijah is being released. But I believe that there's a greater revelation. Yeah. And so again, I'm not a criticism of anyone. Anything anyone has done, mm-hmm. whatever anybody is doing unto the Lord, is where they're supposed to be in mm-hmm. Christ. Mm-hmm. And we're not supposed to. You are not supposed to be me. That's not. That's you, you are not supposed to be your spiritual father either. Mm-hmm. Right. That's You're it. supposed to be who you are. That's right. And so when I when I talk about this for a second, I just want to. I'm not. My heart is not to criticize the bride. Oh no way! We're not right? getting that. Yeah. But 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 there is a point here for me where I. It's like, now, there, there's something greater that's to come. That's right. Which is where I'm not actually grooming someone to step into my shoes. I'm actually laying my life down. Maybe even in the midst of what feels like the most explosive moment for me personally, so that they can step into who they are, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because Elijah left, yeah. right? He left. Jesus left. Jesus said, Un- unless a kernel of wheat falls to the earth and dies, it remains by itself, right? So there's this, there's this point, and, and this is where I'm at. I'm going, because, because I look into the hearts of people, like every day this is what I do. 
right, in, in the Lord. I look into the hearts of people, and I, I see who they are through the lens of his love, and I see them through his eyes, and I call them into who they are with him. I partner with Christ to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I look at people all day long, and I'm in love with people's stories and in people's destiny and, like, the calling on generations. Like, God is a lover of generations. He's a lover— He. I mean, this is why in the Bible you open it up and it says, and this one begot that one, and that one begot this one, and this one begot that one. And you're like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you're like, okay, let me skip a couple pages, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's because that's God's in love with that. Mm-hmm. That's God's, that, that's his family photo album. Mm-hmm. Like, man, I remember when they met. Mm. He was a little worried. I said to him, son, she's, she's, she's good. She's yeah. going to trust her. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he's in it, man. He's relational. Mm-hmm. And I think in the church, we can, get, we can get stuck in a missional mindset when it's mm-hmm. really about relationship. It was the whole reason why we were created was because he wanted people to love and he wanted family to experience creation with. Mm-hmm. And so what if I laid down the mission and I picked up the relationship? Yeah. And, and so this is where I'm at. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this. And I know God, you know, because I talk about it, I know that, you know, if I'm pointing a finger in any direction to say, we should go this way, there's three more pointing back at me yeah. to be aware of how I am in my own life, in my own heart towards people that, that I've been given the honor to walk with and to serve. But I'm looking for the generation that has the mantle and they're like right in the middle of it. and like, this is the moment. And then they take the mantle off. They lay it on the ground and they watch Jesus ride somebody else into glory <laughs> over it. That's what I'm looking yeah. at, man. Mm-hmm. Because that's, that's, where, that's where it's really at. That's where we're going to start to see like the real church. I'm talking about the church where it talks about like the two witnesses, full unity, fire coming out of their mouths, consuming their enemies. Like the type of church where like there's not even a question yeah. that – God is who he says he is, Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. And so the, the, the crown of the old man is the children of children. And let me tell you something. You're not going to beget who you say you are. You're not going to beget who you want to be. That's true. You're going to beget who you are. That's it. And here's the difference, right, between fathers and mothers and, and teachers or tutors. And neither, neither it's not. This one's better or that one's worse or whatever. Five-fold ministry, man. Teachers, they're in there. Mm-hmm. You know? Teaching is super important. Yeah. And you can't be a father to everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you're just a teacher to someone. That's, that's good. Mm-hmm. But the difference between, a, you know, Paul says this. He says there are many tutors or teachers, but few fathers and mothers. And the difference between a teacher and a father is what the Lord told me. He said a teacher will invite you into their world. So he'll say, hey, this is what I got. Here it is. And, you know, we'll test you on it and we'll see if you're picking up, you know, the curriculum. Yeah. Right. I want to pass along what I've been given to you to make you better, which is good. But a father will lay that down. He'll lay that down to enter into your world. He'll lay his world down to enter into your world to discover who you are and he'll die. You'll fall to the ground like a kernel of wheat so that you can be who you're supposed to be. That's the spirit that's coming before the great and terrible day of the Lord. That's what we're going to see, man. It's going to change everything because that's, that's the one thing the enemy's been coming against the whole time, right? Yeah. He's trying to break 
the, that lineage that we're moving in. So good, man. That's so good. And for those who are listening right now, um, I want you to, I want you to just pray for the people who are watching and listening right now. We just want to take a few minutes here as we transition and just whatever's in your heart, man. I know that there's, I feel right now that people's hearts are burning. They're hearing you and they're, and they're like, oh, their, their spirit is like aching and they're, and they're burning and they're like, they're like, yes, I want the new, I want to step into this. I want to lay my life down. I want to be a spiritual father and mother. I want to like, and they're, and they're feeling this on the inside of them, but, um, just feel free, man. Just minister to people as they're watching right now. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, the first thing I want to do is, is uh, I want to honor you. I want to honor you in the, in the congregation of saints and angels. Just receive the honor of the Father on you. And it's not because of anything you've done. It's because of everything he's done. It's because of everything he's willing to do. It's not what you do, man. Th- this other system is going to tell you you must do more to attain. But that's the system he's bringing you out of. No longer be conformed to the patterns of this world but be transformed, okay, by the renewing of your mind, that we're going we're gonna to shift paradigms here for a second. We're going to step out of the paradigm that says you must do more to attain, and we're going to step into the paradigm of you must cease from doing and enter into what I've already prepared for you. You literally don't have to do anything. You can give up the mission, man. If you sat down on the couch and you did nothing for the kingdom of God for the rest of your life, that would be enough for you just to have you. And that doesn't mean that's what we're going to do. But that's the Father's heart for you, man. You can stop doing right now. And that's the first thing, my prayer for you right now, is that your heart would be like the lily of the valley that does not toil or spin. Holy Spirit, would you move on the hearts of your people? Would you open their hearts up the way a flower blooms in the sun so when the light of the sun shines on them, they open up. You don't even do that, do you hear me? It's in the flower's nature to bloom when the sun shines on you. Awake, O oh sleeper. Woo! The light of the Lord shine upon you right now, and your heart is blooming in the presence of God. And you know what you do when you, when you stand like that? You receive, and that's all you do. And so there's an end to works. Hebrews 4.10 He who has entered the rest of God has ceased from all his works. So stop doing now, says the Lord. Stop doing. Nothing left to earn. Nothing left to earn. Nothing left to prove. Nothing. And I curse the altar that you were sacrificed on. Because each one of us has an altar of the Father. Each one of us as an altar of the Father. Somewhere down the generational line, not their fault, but they were, they were deceived. And there was a place where, you know, each one of us was put on the altar to someone else, to some other God. I want to curse the altar right now. Father, would you come? Father, would you come just like Elijah did when he called down fire upon the altar? When he cried out to you and you did it, Would you call down fire on the altars of the fathers right now? Burn up. Burn them up, Father. Burn them up. Just like Gideon pulled down the altar of the Father. Pull it down, Lord. Pull it down. Pull it down. Pull down the works theology. Pull it down. Pull it down. 
And God, would you take them by the hand and would you make your people to lie down in a green pasture? Would you make them lie down? Sometimes we need God to make us lie down. All right? So let him make you. And all that, all that to say, you're here laying down. Your heart is open. You're not doing. You're not earning. You're not proving yourself. And here it is. Here it is. Just receive. You're good enough, man. Good enough. You're worthy of it. You're worthy. You're worthy. Okay, you're good enough. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Jesus is so beautiful. He really is enough. And he really is the prize. He mm. really is the reward. Um, I can't tell you how many times the Lord has just touched areas of my heart and made me realize it's all about him. I don't want anything. If I don't have his presence, if I don't have that nearness, that intimacy with him, which he paid for, I don't need to pay for. He tore the veil himself from top to bottom. He tore the veil and he brought me into his presence, no merit of my own. And if I would just feast on him and I would just know him, which is eternal life, like was spoken about already in the podcast, that eternal life is to know him and the one that the father sent. And if we're in that place of knowing him, great exploits will be a natural result of that. It'll be the fruit that springs up from that. It won't be the, the, the purpose. It won't be the reason why we're living. The reason why I'm living is to know him. And so thank you so much, Greg. Beautiful, bro. I love your heart. I love your ministry. Um, the, um, I appreciate you coming to take time with me here today, man. Tell people, how can people connect with your ministry, Streams of Araba, um, and any other information you want to share about what you're doing, Jesus TV and everything? Sure. Thank you, man. Yes. Yeah. Uh, super easy. Streams of Araba, A-R-A-B-A-H.com. You can contact us there. You can also see us at Jesus Land TV, all one word on YouTube. Yeah, and I think if you search my name, Craig Groshans, on YouTube, you'll you'll find me there as well. I'll lead you to any of the stuff that we got. Come on, I'll put all that in the description section in the link so people can easily tap on it and access it. Cool. Man, what a, I feel the presence of the Lord, dude. He's so kind, man. Amen, <laughs> he's, Amen. So, he's so loving. He's so good. Amen. And so thank you so much for yeah. tuning in to Awaken Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast so more people can be blessed by it, challenged by the truth, receive from the Lord. And so thank you guys so much. And I'll talk to you next time on Awaken Podcast. <laughs>Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter his presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. 
but connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours, you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in His glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You could also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.org, lifepouredoutintl.org, or you can go to destinyimage.com. The audiobook is available as well on amazon.com as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com and so bless you guys grab a copy of immersed in his glory thank you